Alright, hello, welcome to episode 36 of the unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. I am Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, and of course you know I'm tired of introductions. Okay, my name is Will, <laughs> and... I was wondering if that was going to get referenced, because I almost decided to call you Will earlier. Well, now it did, and it's a thing. Yep, and I'm just bullet beast, nothing special here. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about episode 34, which I already forgot the title of, even though you it's just said It's called Power to Avenge. Yeah, I was going to say A Will to Avenge, so that was obviously <laughs> going to be wrong. People will be like, what episode was that? I didn't watch that. Yep. I'll totally I'll have... go along with it. No yeah. one I'll have to ninja edit the blog post and <laughs> just like, like we have the last one. We watched the, edited, or the unedited version of the episode. Sure, and we're also going to blood everywhere. We're also going to talk about chapters one hundred seven to one hundred nine when we get to it. So, power to avenge. Um, it continues straight off the last episode, even repeats the beginning part in case you weren't around or forgot. Um, with Killua threatening Sadaso, and he leaves. But before he leaves, he um conveniently calls his old friends and is like, "Hey guys, um, you might want to watch out for that kid." He's clearly from the underworld and sort of evil, so, you know, be cool, I'm out. And Guido and Rivelvelt are sitting up in their hotel room, and they're just like, well, you know, he says he's dangerous, but whatever, he doesn't know what our abilities are, so we should be fine. And all of a sudden, Kill was in their room, because everyone leaves their doors unlocked in a hotel room, which, whatever. And he comes in and says that it doesn't matter what your abilities are I'm that much stronger than you and when they turn to him he jumps onto the window and continues to threaten them and says that you guys better play fair or else well I mean they're all disabled he can do whatever he wants I know right Right. like after we had that conversation last week I was just like wow when when I was watching the fight with Guido Mike this is so unfair like <laughs> I I understand that disabled people are obviously just as good as the rest of us they're still people but and they're still at a, a disadvantage in a fight it's like he broke the they thing they have Nen no they just but have Nen. he broke the thing and dude can't walk so they counted him they counted him out just for not being able to walk it's like the fight was over because he broke the pole that he stands on. It's like, that's it. His prosthetic leg is done. And, um, of course, I won't say nothing big happens in this episode. Um, I just want to get out of the whole recap second-by-second second thing for once. Because it seems like I'd get kind of tiresome listening to it constantly. But, sure. obviously, you've probably watched the episode. If you haven't, listening to us describe it is a terrible alternative. You should really watch the episode. You get three battles in it. Um, obviously, the thing that I, the thing that I loved about it, and I totally forgot that this was actually even part of the manga, was when they're actually like, when the guys walking through the crowd and you see the building and everything, like the amount, like the detail mm-hmm. that is there, that I totally forgot was in the actual like panel. Because he I got, was, I, like he got. Yo, sick. I mean it was, yeah, yeah, like the the ceilings and the arch and everything, like that was pretty kick-ass, and that's like. I don't know, I get, like, uh, uh, amazed by the world that is Hunter x Hunter. We never get to see most of it, for the most part. Just because 
half the time it's like a half-ass drawn panel or like it doesn't well, exist in anime form yet. Well, early on it wasn't a problem. Um, as we got towards Green Island, I think was when it became a problem. But his, his stuff was fairly detailed early on and I think that's what they're translating so well right now, what you're seeing. Um, again, there are three fights because Sadaso obviously doesn't show up. And which one was the first one? Gido and Gone? Yep, Gido and yeah. Gone. The big rematch. And Gon says that he has a plan and we're supposed to trust him because it's gone and obviously he's going to win. And like now that I've seen what he did against Gido and Realvelt, what he did against Hisoka isn't that surprising. I don't know why when I first watched it, mm-hmm. I was shocked by what he decided to do. But clearly the kid just has an affinity for ripping up flooring. Like, that's just what he does. Like, he could be a tile setter in the future. Like, if, like once he gets over his whole I want to catch up to my dad thing, he could totally just do flooring for people. A flooring hunter. Yes. Yes. Construction hunter, perhaps. Perhaps. Contractor hunter, even. Ah, yes, yes. That's better. That's where you make. I also money. think Gon just uh, he's he's very, he uses that mindset of well, if if it if it uh, if it ain't broken, break it again and again and again. Yes. And again, this this comes back to what makes Hunter Hunter unique because I love that they all think outside of the box. The way. Killua defeats Realveld is completely different from the way Gon defeats Realveld. And Killua alludes to it in the series, he's like, look, you can't do the same thing I did because you'll die. I just happened to be immune to electricity because of the years and years of electrocuting me my family did as a totally um, responsible parenting style. Yes. So Gon knows that. I think he was aware beginning because obviously getting electrocuted hurts but he says I have a plan and what he comes up with is very very easy like the fights all three fights really are over very quickly um Gido of course his fight ended because Gon broke his leg and he could no longer participate which is horrendous (laughs) he doesn't even apologize like there's no need. He's handicapped. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. I am so sorry. Like, how long? Like, he couldn't even fight the next match because the prosthetic was broken. Like, I don't know how long it takes for him to fly in a new one or make a new one from scratch. It's like, maybe, it looked like it was like steel, so he would have to like order it, special order it, remove his body, unbolt everything. A lot of a lot of process has to take into consideration. Plus. In order to be able to keep up with the spin, you have to know that it has to be Nen induced. Like it has to be able to like be Nen conductible. So, I don't all that stuff. Earth in this universe. Like he What's probably. That? I don't think that's a factor in this universe. I think so it, it just happens with Nen. Anyway, I'm sure he has to get an affinity with the pole to be able to do that spin thing. Because obviously, when you imbue your Nen into foreign objects, like they have to be really important to you so uh, he has to have time to bond with his new leg so uh, God just ruined his whole year basically 
Yep. So yeah. basically, Gon tore his ACL. Dude, it's like yeah. he ripped his ACL, his MCL, his um, <laughs> oh, like old PCL. Achilles. No, no, I'm talking about knees. Yeah. And oh, okay. The, yeah. God, the thing in the middle. Damn it. The patella. No. The, yeah, whatever. The patella tendon, but like all his ligaments and tendons in his knee, and ripped out his kneecap for good measure. That's pretty much what he did. <laughs> And then spat on it. Yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> he just spun. <laughs> well, okay. So here's here's how I'm going to defend Gon's actions on this. Yes, the guy, broke. he broke his leg. But the reason why he did it was because he kidnapped his friend. And he is a dick. But, like, the kidnapping was so inconsequential because Killua was there the whole time. Like, he followed them. And he took Zushi away from them. And he made an agreement he didn't have to. Right? And it's unfortunate that um, Guido had gotten away and wasn't aware of what had happened um, between Killua and Rovell and Sada. So, so he was able to coerce Gon without Gon really knowing that they held all the cards. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, dude, you're upset. Right? These guys blackmailed you, basically. They threatened to hurt your friend, who was eight years old and really shouldn't be in this kind of situation. However, <laughs> like, you destroyed his means of walking. He could have broken the walking cane. Like, that's easily replaceable. But the leg no, itself? Either, like, steal yeah, the walking cane and beat him in the face with it. You have to do that. First of all, the guy... What's it case? Sadazo or whatever? The guy, the wheelchair guy? No, gets electrocuted. One arm. Revelt is the one with Re-Envelt. the wheelchair. Okay, Revelt gets the dude in the wheelchair gets shocked. Like, yes. enough to be like one million volts. But that was hilarious, though. Yes. Yeah, and he survived. The one with Guido wasn't funny. Like, I watched it and I was just like, <laughs> instead of thinking he deserved that, I just thought, that's just terrible. I, I I do like that he was trying to be quote unquote merciful with Revolt, and he just faked him out so uh, Revolt would just go unconscious and he would just get the KO that way. But the then mouth. with what's with uh what's his name? Guido. He used hockey. Guido, yeah, he was just an asshole. I mean, like we look at it either way, both ways he was an asshole. But one, he was a physical uh, intimidation tactic, and the other one was a mental intimidation tactic. But I love. And I think this is this is probably also ties into why early on I was more a fan of Killua than Gon. Because Killua is a jerk, but he does it in a humorous manner. When Gon is a jerk, it's just serious and there's nothing funny about it. Am I the only one that remembers that Gon got his arm broken by this asshole? Uh, but he did that, though. No, but he let him do that. Yeah, Gon broke his own arm, basically. Is he, he shut off all his protection and walked into the middle of everything. And yet, also, Gio was on his back. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back onto Gon's side because <laughs> it's a, it's a, fu- it's a fucking match. No, Listen, I, I flip flopper. That's easily Listen, to the death. Flip-flopper. No, no, sir. Listen, yeah, forget the joke. Don't be a flip flopper. It, it's, <laughs> it's a level of cruelty that was the problem. Like Gon was never gonna kill this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gon is the main character in a Shonen Jump manga. It, like, it has to build very far before he's going to kill someone. And mm-hmm. Zushi was never actually harmed beyond him passing out. So you don't really repay that with killing the person. They have 
wheelchairs. Look, clearly, this guy probably doesn't even have legs. At least Realville has legs that don't work. Yeah, once it's same same thing. But same thing. I feel I feel absolutely no pity for. Listen, Neo it's not whatsoever. about pity. It was just like now you're abusing disabled people. That's how it felt like at that <laughs> moment. Realvelt, on the other hand, like why I said his thing was funny. Obviously, it was set up for for dark humor. Uh, he electrocutes the hell out of Killua, and as he's holding on to the poles. Killua flips him into the air and says, yo, <laughs> I threw high enough that if you land, you're probably going to die. And he begs Killua to catch him while Killua is still getting electrocuted. And Killua's like, are you sure? Like, yeah, catch me. All right. Okay. And hugs him with all that electricity. But I was, as I was watching, I was like, so you can't use 10 to protect you from that fall? Okay. I thought you were a badass. You deserve to get electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah, but I, just... I feel like all those guys should have went home. Like all all the injuries they got, even though they got men, mm-hmm. I feel all those injuries of normal, not normal people, but if other fighters got those in, uh, injuries, they would have been like, "Well, that's my career in the Dark Tower or whatever the the Tower." I'm going home. I did get a bunch of money from all these other floors since I'm on the 200th floor. You know, I'm a, I'm going to go repair my my nubs and go home. Yeah, because it's, it's three months um, that you have in between fights. I don't know that a regular person would have been able to recover from a million volts of electricity in three months. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Assuming all of your systems weren't fried to dust. And he would have been burned. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, your blood would have all boiled in your veins. You should have been dead, really. Right. Mm-hmm. He should have exploded from the inside. But he didn't. And I'm still I'm, I'm still going to take just the fact that no one forced him to do this. He knew what he was getting himself into. No, he didn't. Fighting for the death. They did. Because clearly they did. He got away easily. He got away easily. He didn't have to fight his Oh, no, what I'm saying is... He didn't... Wait, who are you talking about now? I think he's saying he got off easy because he could have easily had to fight his Soka or something. I, no, right. but like they intentionally arranged this whole thing. I mean, like they could have backed out when Sadiso called him and was like, back out. And they ignored him. Even though Killua shows up and threatens them. Like, at that point, I'd have been like, no. No. I could lose one match, even though the other guy couldn't. Um, who did they lost three? Um, after he lost to Killua, Realvelt had lost three. And he couldn't afford to lose to Gon, which is why I think he showed up. Uh, mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever injury he may have had. Um, Guido, has no choice. Guido, I guess, could have afforded to give up two matches. Mm-hmm. Or just not fought the two of them to begin yeah. with. You never fight against the main character in a Shonen Jump. Don't they know that? Especially not two of them back to back. That's just stupid. Right, exactly. Well, you, that's, you know you're that's why he didn't show up. <laughs> well, Guido clearly is the smarter one. <laughs> but, um, of course, the most important thing uh, relevant to these this the three fights in this episode is that Hisoka is impressed. Uh, yes, with both very of much Gon's so. matches and he tells him, you know, name the time the place and the two of us can fight I approve of you now he gives him a slow clap, which I thought was funny 
as he's walking down, he's just like clap. Patronizing is all hell. Yeah. And of course, in the previews, we get the water test, which is all I care about at this point. And at least the beginning of the Hisoka Gon match. Yep, definitely, because there's not, there's no way they're gonna fit that in and all in one episode. Well, they better not. I'll be angry if they manage to shove it into one episode. Yeah, that won't be cool. Oh, I think uh, some part during the episode, there was a moment where Hisoka was like, "Oh, look at Gon." And uh, when he saw Gon doing his thing, and I had a feeling, I had a thought, or yeah, thought. That Hisoka would just be like, oh, I can't wait to tell Mashi. Yeah. <laughs> he just constantly, well, with our, our joke that he constantly calls her. It was just that look that he gave him. It was like the look that he had on his face. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what he's thinking about. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it seemed like he was entertained by not only Gon, but also Killua in this version. Uh, he... It's like, I got that hint. I mean, I understand. He does stuff happens, He does but... appreciate both of them. Obviously, he appreciates Killua less than he does Gon. Um, because I think they both obviously have natural talent, but Gon, with a lot less training, is in the same place as Killua. Mm. Which sort of shows that Gon has far more potential than he does. So... And it's Lumi's brother. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's also like not crossing that line with your best friend's younger sibling. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it'd be a reference to that. Um, <laughs> imagine Killua trying to clear that. With Lumi. He's like, ah, oh, Sue, I know your brother is twelve, right? <laughs> but I've been watching him and. Well, basically, I want to... Wait, wait, you've been watching him? It's a a Lumi. He's not going to be freaked out by that, dude. It's like, oh, okay, I've been watching him, too. It's like, yeah, I'd like to fight him to the death, you know? I I just wanted to clear that with you. And, of course, a Lumi would freak out. Yes. Yeah, it would not end well, I have a feeling. Well, it, it would end well for us because we get to see them fight, which I'm sure would be awesome. Finally, but yes, which is I we need we need a hunter hunter fighting game already. Yeah, we do. Were they supposed to make one? Mm. They uh, are making one right now. No, you mean the RPG? Oh, right, it's an RPG. I'm... The is PSP RPG? RPG or something? Yeah, the PSP. It's well, it's we have two weapons. We have well, I think four characters so far announced. Or five. I think it's all the main ones. And all we know as far as weapons are that Gon has his fishing pole and that Killua's got his uh, skateboard. So none of this is, I think, going to be part of it. (laughs) No. Clearly. (laughs) But obviously we'd love to see Sokin and Lumi fight um, because they're not quite friends. And... Killua. What are you talking about? They're the tag team. Duo. I know they are. They're kind of rivals. Kinda, well, everyone yes. is a rival for Hisoka. Like nobody, he doesn't have friends. He nobody is. He safe. mentions that all the time. Like every person he gets close to, he gets close to them in in an effort to. Fight yeah, them. that's ultimately his goal. He doesn't have any use for anybody that he. His playthings, as it were, <laughs> that he can't fight. 
We got introduced to that announcer lady in the Hunter P. Yeah, session. as that announcer. That lady. was exciting. Yeah, Coco. That was ex- yeah, Coco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Drew taking just time came from mind. her busy schedule of being married to Ice T, or did, did they <laughs> right. get? <a> divorce? <laughs> Or did they get a divorce? I don't remember. I think they're still married. I think they still have. I think they still have a show. That's all okay. I know. Ice loves Coco. No, the only thing that came to mind, dude, was the Jormungand, uh, Coco. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's oh yes. I don't. Yeah. Wow, I don't know how that passed me by. Yeah, I don't know how it passed you either, because that's all I thought about was like the whole. Her name is Coco, and she is Loco. See, I think what happened was I and saw I said, Coco, oh, no. but it wasn't spelled with a K. So I was like, um, Coco, Coco, white girl. Oh, Ice T's wife. She doesn't have the assets, though. Yeah, no, she does not. And then she gone. I mean, I don't know. She, it it is baggy clothing. It's so. not that baggy. <laughs> and and gone makes. It, I don't even think it's a joke. He wonders how many of the announcer girls that how many of that exact announcer girl there are. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a joke about like Tagashi drawing people the same. They all like, draw like X- the same person. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm like I I either that or it's like a jab at like hey it's like Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny. <laughs> sure, they're all clones of each other. Yep. Clone siblings. Yeah, exactly. Your parents are clearly just one original person that they just continued to replicate the DNA of whenever she wanted to get knocked up. It's like, yeah, I'd like to get pregnant with a younger version of myself, please. And then when she gets bored with them, just sends them to another region. Go get to become a police officer. Go get a job, right? (laughs) So go get a job (laughs) in the other side of the country, of the world, where nobody knows it exists until we need it to exist. (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh no, there's no map at the beginning of the series. It's it exists, but we won't talk about it until you need to go there. Exactly. It's the power Pokemon, but uh, let's see. We get for I mean, technically this the series too, but ah, water, water time. Yeah, that's what and we find out. What yada yada means? Apparently, yeah, it means yada. Yada. So, I was gonna say jinx. I mean, if you don't get anything else from this episode, people, there you go. Yada yada yada. Yeah, and that her name is Coco. That's the other thing. I didn't even notice that. So, if you say so. Well, what, that her name was Coco? Yeah. That her name was Coco? I didn't see that at all. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And I said, oh, no. So we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and then we're going to read more of Volume 12.
So chapter 107, September 4th, part 6. We stop right here. Why? You were so gung-ho before. That's because there's no point anymore. Why is that? There's no reward. So we'd be risking our lives for nothing. Well, that's true, but it's not pointless to capture the troop. I say he's a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your goals? Why are we here? To get Greed Island? The auction is the day after tomorrow. We should be raising money. Actually, I had an idea about the game. Hmm? What is it? I can't tell you yet. Mm, don't be such a tease. If I had a penny for every time I heard that. <laughs> I give up, you you're really choking penny. me. Yes. Yes, he'd have a penny. I has one penny. I give up, you're really choking me. Leave the game to me, and let's trail the troop a while longer. You'd better have a real plan. I do. I mean, the plan might not be foolproof, but... What's the probability it'll work? Huh? Just give me a guess. What percent? Percent? What's a percent? <laughs> I I think 70%? 70 percent? 70? Oh, um, maybe, maybe 60? It's probably 50-50, because he doesn't know numbers. Yeah, but... tell me what you want to hear, and I'll tell you that. Well, you Stop know, 70% of all statistics are fake. Yeah. Yeah. That's still better than having to make six billion Jenny in two days. Okay, you're in charge of the game. But we can't deal with the troop on our own. We need Kurapika's help. Okay, yep. Like, who is this lady? I was just about to ask you guys. What movie is this reference? But, yeah, it's... I don't know, they're was... holding guns though. Yeah, I feel like it has to reference a movie because they don't have any uh-huh. reason to have guns. I was gonna say, I was like, what does the, the cover to Pulp f- Fiction look like? I forget. It's a shirt, it's not that. Okay. But like, what did the girl look like in Pulp Fiction? Because it still might be a Pulp Fiction reference. Uh, Uma Thurman? I know she looked like Uma Thurman. I meant her clothes. <laughs> oh! Slutty? I don't know. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> I don't know. Really, That's all I remember. And Uma Thurman was on the cover of Pulp Fiction. She was, yeah, the dance scene was what I was thinking about. Okay. She was wearing a... This isn't the clothes the girl was wearing, but... Okay. Anyway. Maybe there was another scene where she was dressed differently, but I don't remember. Mm. So. She had a uh, shirt on or something, like some white shirt. Yes. Because that's when she, like, od Okay, that wasn't people. slutty at all. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, You're I thinking about the cover. Girlfriend from Scarface. Or you might be thinking of the cover. Oh, yeah, that too. The cover, she's just laying on a bed. Yeah, smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. okay. Wonderful. Alrighty. <clears throat> so, I couldn't get anything. I tried to get more information on today's auction, but the community hasn't made any advertisements yet. What if you tell them they were fooled and all the members of the Ryodan are actually alive? They might change uh, what they think if they hear that, right? No, no. Now that they know where they come from, they'll do all they can to avoid a confrontation. 
But that's not what I want to know. What I want to know is will the auction really go on? I want to find out. Don't tell me. You're going to go face them? You're insane! You want to fight them without the help but a mafia? You misunderstand something, Leorio. I never had any help from the mafia. Kurapika, let us help. We'll do anything. Just say the word. <laughs> Come on, say no. <laughs> you know, you know that there's no longer a reward involved, right? Yeah, we know. Still, though, we want to stop them. I haven't changed my mind. Don't think about it. We might die. That's only adding fuel to the fire. Okay, let's finalize our strategy. Okay. Ah! You ass. (laughs) First, we need someone to keep an eye on their hideout. And to keep us informed. I'll do it. Our only objective is Pakunoda. And only Pakunoda. We're not interested in anyone else. Fox, I think that's still you. Okay. I think that's still Kurapika. Or not Kurapika, but Killua. Yeah, I said okay. Okay. You'll have to be extremely prudent. I know. I won't push my luck. Really. Next, I need a driver. Leorio? What? Uh, yeah, sure. You'll be safe with Kurapika. Hey, Killua, are you trying to imply that I'm afraid? What about me? You'll be in charge of keeping them distracted. That's the role of the troublemaker. What? That's dangerous. He'd have to face them again. That depends on what he uses to accomplish this. What did you have in mind? It's very simple. We'll take advantage of the moment our enemies turn their attention to gone. To kidnap Pakanoda and flee. There are too many unstable factors for me to create a better plan. I trust Gon about how he'll handle it. I need you to get their attention. In the worst case scenario, half a second, even one second, would be perfect. One second? Yes. And he flashes back over (laughs) Machi, catching him completely off guard. Keep them occupied for a whole second. Could I do it? Gone. You are the key to the plan. Can you handle that? I'm not sure yet. I'll think about it. We have six hours left. If the auction continues as planned, the Ryodan should make their move. Of course, it's possible they've already moved. What the hell's wrong with Kurapi or Killua's face? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, he's like it's like he's halfway between cat mode and normal mode. Like yeah. That. Might as because those are the, clearly the cat eyes. Mm-hmm. Might as well try and buy some time. Say, why'd you suddenly decide to let us help? The first reason is that the threat to me has increased again. We have to settle Pakunota's case as soon as possible. What? Even if, <laughs> Go ahead. What? I was going to say, what is your say? Because that sounded kind of wonky. Oh, since I have to get rid of Pakanoda at once, no matter the sacrifice. Okay. 
I have to get rid of Pakanota at once, no matter the sacrifice. I, <laughs> you little bastard. When you speak, I can feel your determination, even stronger than before. Kurapika, could you use your Nen dagger on me too? Huh? End of chapter 107. And then there's Azilka with his car on his penis. Yes. It gets itchy sometimes, man. What do you want? I don't see how that card is supposed to distract from anything, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, he's just itchy. Yeah, I hope so, because otherwise it's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chapter 108, September 4th, Part 7. Uh, who is that? I don't know. It, uh, might... it looks like Killua to me. Yeah, me too. Sure. Because I don't think Killua knows about it yet. Use it? God, were you listening at all? Kurapika will die the moment he attacks someone that's not a Ryodan. Not so loud. But then, why is there a Nen dagger in Kurapika's heart? <sighs> what I'm going to explain now will place me in even more danger. Okay. Hey, Kilo. Let's go. I'll start answering your questions. What you ask of me is possible. Each of my chains has a different skill. Two of them are for only attacking the Ryodan. Chain Jail. I use it to control the one I capture and surround him with Zetsu. It's a technique I use to capture the Ryodan. I always start my offensive with this chain, and I can control my opponent with it. Next, there is the Judgment Chain. If aimed at my opponent's heart, I may invent a law that he must respect. If you don't respect the rule, you die. Same kind of chain, with the same principles, is pointed at my heart. In the beginning, the rule is simple. If you attack someone outside of the Ryodan with a chain, you die. Then I thought of something. Could this rule also apply to those who want to attack me? As I decided to, uh, decided the rule to apply after attacking, might ha- it might have an exception. wasn't sure if it was possible at 100%. From that moment on, I defined the limits of my rules. Every attack with the chain jail must be directed only at members of the Ryodan. So, I can, choose, I can use the judgment chain even if they do not belong to the Ryodan. But... There's a condition required for this chain. I can only use it when my pupils become scarlet. You can turn it on yourself? I trained myself. It takes me some time, but... The origin of the state comes from my men. I'm a materialization type user, but to keep control of a remote blade and to impose a condition upon an opponent, I mainly use emission and manipulation. My normal status with my strength, uh, with my current strength, it would be impossible. My chain is materialized, and if it's separated from its fastening point, it also loses almost all of its energy and force. Thanks to the fact that the technique of my middle finger doesn't depart from where it starts, and with the added risk of death, I finally managed to do it. My little finger brought a solution to. my body. 
When my eyes turned scarlet, I used the Nen of Specification. I ha- all the skills I have at that moment, uh, at yeah, at that moment, become able to be, to be accessed with the maximum force and accuracy. Okay, you're such a hack. <laughs> exactly, yeah, he is cheat mode. It's a good, yeah. really, it's a good thing the spiders killed all of them. Because you can imagine if there's an entire clan of these people running around, like mm-hmm. shit would be completely unfair. Oh, you yeah. mean like how it is in Naruto? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Multiple, multiple clans. Yeah. Monsters. Men abilities come in six basic types. The type determines one's strengths and weaknesses. When a conjurer learns abilities other than his own, his level of mastery would look like this. Conjuration, 100%. Special, 0. Manipulation, 60. Emission, 40. Enhancement, 60. And transmutation, 80. For example, if Kurupik is a level 10 conjurer, the maximum level of mastery he can attain is level 8 for transmutation, level 6 for enhancement and manipulation, and level 4 for emission. Right, RPG terms. Right, yes. Even after he learned them, the further they are from his own type, the less strength he would require. He would acquire. For example, if Kurupika at level 10 and Amitra at level 4 use the same emissive ability at the same time, the natural emitter would have more effectiveness. However, when Kurupika's eyes turn scarlet, he can use the level 4 emissive ability at 100% with an effectiveness equivalent to the emitter. So he's still at level 4. He just yep. match with a guy that's naturally at level 4. With 100%. So he just gets... He just has to grind a little bit, that's all. Yes. He just grinds his eyes. Yes. That went right over my head. So you can stab me with a dagger too, can't you? Go ahead, make up a rule. You gave me the proof of your determination. Didn't you do its pop up? <laughs> can you make three of those at once? There's nothing to stop us from erasing the contract when the mission is over, right? If we talked it over, and in the end, if we collaborate... We're part of the plan. It's you, Diego. Oh, sorry. Uh, Killua, Leorio. What do you say? It's possible for both of you. However, there's something you don't understand. I can aim a Nen Blade at you, but I never had any intention of doing so. But if Pakunoda... Pagunota catches me again. Yes. I know. Oh, what? Oh, no, that's you. No, no, that is you. Okay. I know. They would discover who I am and what my techniques are. You're thinking of a contract to protect my secret, right? Don't let ourselves be touched by Pagunota, for example. But there's a side effect that would deprive you from counterattacking. Plus... Even if Pakanota touches you, it's not definite that she'd read your memory. And even if she were to do so, it's possible to eliminate her before she passes on the information. Suppose she touches you and you die because of the contract. It doesn't reduce the probability to zero. Man, he had a really good plan. It's unfortunate that they were from Meteor City. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And why are you telling all of this, us all this? It, it only increases the risk to you. Gone. It's to thank you, 
all of you, for the determination you've shown me. And even if you were to reveal my secret, I would never regret having told you. Because I know I have true friends. It's not fair. The pressure of letting down a friend is worse than risking my life. <laughs> That's precisely what I wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's not funny. Killer was like, fuck these guys. That was stupid. Money over everything. Okay, I'm off. Time's a wasting. Be careful. Tossing his Beetleborgs falling up in the air. Yep. <laughs> Leave it to me. I feel more motivated now. Okay, and then we cut back to the spiders because awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're going over the fortunes, um, the real ones, <laughs> for Shizuku, Pakanoda, Shalnark, and Hisoko. In the chamber of treasure ill-gotten, there is no choice but endless sleep. Your greatest fear should solitude be, lest upon your lonesome form he creep. So don't be alone, ever, or he'll kill you. (laughs) On a day dark and poorly lit, a simple choice, betrayal or pride. In a cramped room, you must face it, for the reaper lingers at your side. And of course, that's exactly what happens. Yep. Shelnark, even just one call you must not make. When needed most, it won't connect. To answer your phone is another mistake. One time in three, the Reaper calls collect. Reaper's a douche. Yeah. Why are you making me accept the charges? I know, exactly. <laughs> the eleven-legged spider longs for home. Five more legs shall break before it's done. But from your shelter you must not roam. For of those five lost, you shall be one. So, obviously, these are the other four people, um, including the boss, I think, that are all predicted to die. So they, together, they make up the five legs of the eleven-legged spider. Let's decide the teams. Next week, be sure to avoid being alone. Why would you pair these three together? Shizuku, Pakunoda, Machi. Kortopi, Finks, and Phaeton. But no data team. Nobunaga and Shalnark, you with me. Borole, Lena, Franklin, and Ahsoka, you stay here. One more thing. Some kids know we're here. They don't seem to be related to the chain dude, but I'm worried. Kids? I forgot about that, boss. I highly recommend them for the Ryota. Hey, that isn't why I mentioned them. (laughs) It's like, no, we need to kill them, you idiot. They're children, still. I see. They sound interesting, but it also sounds like they'd never join us. I'll convince them. I'll bring them to you if you want to observe them. Hmm. Crollo, don't listen to him. <laughs> what is it? Um, well, it's just a feeling I have. That's all. A hunch? Your hunches are reliable. We probably shouldn't ignore it. Let's make more dummy hideouts, just to be sure. Kortopi, can you make ten more? Do we not have a voice for him yet? I don't remember. 
I know he he talked um in the the scene where he was making the copies of the the items. I don't remember who did it. I know it wasn't me. Uh, Diego, how many spiders do you have? I I'll take them. It's fine. Okay. I was trying to like so just trying yeah. to. De- you yeah. Made it out. Yes. Either way, everyone has more than me. I think. Because hmm. I think I okay. only have three. Yeah, I'm I, have, to think of a voice I think I have three. Thing. I'm yeah. just running out of voices to do. That's the only problem. Okay. Yeah, because uh, let's see. Okay, Foxy, you have the boss. Um, you Machi have... and Shizuku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Pakunoda. Shalnark. Uh, Shalnark. And Nobunaga. That's and six. Right. Diego has Finks, Phaeton, Franklin. Franklin, Hizoka. All right, so he has four. And there are two oh. more left, so re- realistically, me and you should take the other two. I, all right, I'll I'll take a, unless you want to. You could go ahead. I'll take Bono Lenov. Wait, who is left other than her? The mummy guy. Yeah. Monarch? The boxer. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't really matter because both of them don't really have much speaking parts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no. I'll I'll try something sure. I can make up to fifty more with no problem. Something's different. Did I get lost? No, it's the right place. But all these buildings sprang out of nowhere. If anyone enters one of the fakes, I would know immediately. The copies I made are kind of like N. Chapter 1 and N, of course. Um, Translator note. Is a field that works like radar. Uh, Chapter 109, September 4th, Part 8. I know I was here. This was a wide street yesterday. Now it's crowded with buildings that weren't here before. It has to be some kind of nen. There could be a trap anywhere. What? And they're just dressed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kurapika in his disguise. I don't understand why Gon doesn't wear pants. He, he's an island child. He doesn't like long pants, yeah. apparently. Okay. It's all about shorts. Mm-hmm. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, I know, right? Confuse people more, why don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably a technique belonging to a materialization user. Those guys are really incredible. One of them is able to make buildings. Obviously, this wasn't done without a reason. Yeah. It's also proof that they're still here. Oh, I think that was, um, Killua that I. No, that was you. Um, what it says in my panel is you can assume there will be traps. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's also proof that they're still here. Problem is, there are too many areas I can't see. I can only keep watching 20% from afar. If you're moving aimlessly. Hoping to stumble upon them is too risky. Exactly. I keep wondering what I'll do if I hear their voices run like a bitch. Mm-hmm. My heart's pounding. Their voices? Hmm? No. It's nothing. That's fine. Return to your first observation point. I'll call you in five minutes. Beep, 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 beep. Senrita? I really thought you were going to do the Power Rangers thing. Beep, 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 beep. 
<laughs> Senritsu, how is how does it go on your side? Wait, that was weird. Oh. Yeah, he says, "Where are you?" Okay. Shopping. It's worse than being a bodyguard. Bashiro's this close to losing it. <laughs> the other style is so much better. Okay, sure. Oh, I want to check out that style too. <laughs> Let's go over it one more time. I love that Shalnark has a, has a nickname. I don't know why I like that. Really? Yeah, it just seems oh, okay. like they're, they're not the kind of people that would have affectionate nicknames. Well, Shalnark is kind of way happier. Yeah, but he's such a murderer, though. I mean, obviously, that's the quality they look for in friends. But... Yes. <laughs> Shell, have you told us everything Uvo told you about the chain dude? Yeah. We searched a site for hunters and found pictures of the members of the Nostrad clan here. When he saw those pictures, Uvo pointed at three at the top and said, that's them. He left immediately after he understood where they were located. I continued searching, and I discovered they were, in fact, the bodyguards of uh, Nostrad's daughter. That was the night of September 1st. I looked up the site yesterday. Here's a picture of the daughter. (laughs) Uh. Oh, yeah. You met her and stole her ability. Here's the list of the bodyguards I found. Two more were added. I have a feeling like Krollo is like showing them tit pics. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like oh Krollo. Then I did a new search and I got a list. Oh, no, I a read list. That. Oh, what? I read that. That was Krollo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was already updated. It's been a full day since last we checked. Shao, did you look up the list again later? Yes, sir. More than seven guards. Just for just one girl? A doting dad. Doting. Or doting dad. He values the ability more than the girl. The father got to where he is through her fortune telling. There must be people who aren't happy about that. Why is she here in New York New? New type sounds. Boss? Pakanoda had a line, but okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, th- I thought you said it. No, that was Shizuku. They're both talking. Oh. I must have read it and then heard a voice. I don't know. Probably to join the auctions. Boss? Shizuku. Pakanoda. Yes. You have a point. Huh? In other words, I was stupid. I wasn't thinking. Why did Nostrad's daughter come to New York New? If I'd thought about it, we could have found the chain dude so- sooner. She's here with her bodyguards to attend the auction. I looked up her ability and didn't think anything of it. But that website said that she collects body parts as a hobby. Parts of... Uh... The Scarlet Pupils! Right. It just reminds me... <laughs> I don't know why, this reminds me of it. Um, the, the Mars candy bar scene in Black Dynamite. <laughs> it's, it's not funny, but it's totally the same thing. I know, but remembering it makes me laugh. It's no coincidence that the Chain Dude got hired by Nostrad. The Chain Dude knew that the Scarlet Eyes would be auctioned this year, and that the girl wanted them. 
he has two goals. Revenge and getting his people's eyes back. Were there any scarlet eyes, Shao? I don't know. Sorry. During the auction, I was on autopilot. Yes, I made a copy of those. You said your copies function as your end. Can you locate them now? I just need to touch the original. Russell noises. Found them. Let's begin. The copies are... About 2,500 meters in that direction. That's where we'll search for him. We shouldn't waste any time. I made the copies yesterday. They'll disappear in a few hours. Got a map? Here. A mile and a half. He's at the Beitako Hotel. Boss, let me go there. Please. Fine. But I'm coming <gasps> with you. Uh, and don't understood. wander <laughs> don't wander off alone. Paku, Machi, Shizuku, you come with us too. Shao. Okay. You switch teams with Cortopi. Let's go. We see eyes, yeah. a magazine, dogs. Yep. Oh how cute. The dog starts growling. Who is it? Room service. Leave it in the hall. The tip's under the door. Shh. Whistles. I like how he gets a room with a dog-enabled door. Right. Or no, no. Oh, he can control just, his dog. No, the dog. Yeah, the dog is literally going out there to grab the room service. Oh, damn. No, the dog's just good at fucking. It's him controlling the dog. Oh. I see. Yeah. I thought he j- he could just give orders. No, remember? Dogs. No, remember that was his. That was his uh, power. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. I guess I misinterpreted it that he could like command them, not like like direct control. So the dog right. is sniffing okay. his food. Yeah. Yep, and it barks. It's okay. Okay, let's eat. I gotta get another job. This is getting too rough. Ha! Get it? Rough. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Eliza wants to quit too. But there are many jobs that would feed these guys and keep Eliza happy. And this is the first time that we get a shot of this bitch. I mean, we, <laughs> we have gotten a like, shot of her before, but like, we didn't know who she was. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Eliza is one of the pretty girls that hangs out with, um, or, yeah, it sounds like they're bodyguards, but, um, that's around. I guess she's like her. Neon all the time, yeah. I think so. So back to Kilua outside in the rain. So I'm assuming that they're together? Just out of curiosity, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, they, yeah. they were dating because um, stuff happens with them later. Hello? Oh, yeah. Is this Kilua? Who are you? I work with Kurapika. Look to your left. Hang up the phone. And whisper something for me to do. Raise your right hand. And then she raises her hand from a mile away. That's your left hand, dummy. <laughs> that's a, that's one hell of an ear. It'll definitely come in handy. I mean, sure, if they weren't moving around in the rain. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of chapter 109. Yay. Yay. So next week, Yay. we'll cover 
honestly, this volume has a lot of chapters. They're all short. Yeah. So, 110 to 112 we'll cover next week. So, see, it is raining. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it started... It, you know, it always rains when it gets serious. No, I don't. It's just... Because remember when he, he fucking punches that dude in the face? That Asian guy? As he's walking out of the auction house with all the eyes? Mm-hmm. Or with the eyes? It looks like it's raining in the panel, but... I don't think it actually starts raining until later on. Right. Right? Okay. It was just weird. It it didn't start raining until basically the spiders got back together. So, what, what do you think of these chapters? Um, like I'm starting to feel like I didn't start reading until after Great Island, so it feels like every now and then there's a good amount of stuff that I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'd figured it out ahead of um, the boss because we had all the clues, but he it's just now dawned on him. Um, knowing what the guy with the scarlet eyes was after, he's just really learned um, who he was and realized that it could have been a lot easier had he realized um, that he had he realized this information sooner, but he was too preoccupied with stealing such an interesting power that he didn't stop to think that this guy picked her of all the people to be a bodyguard of for a very important reason. And that reason was that he wants to get the Scarlet Eyes back and he wants to kill the spiders, which we also know um, because Uvo's dead. And also because there are five more people in this group, including the boss, that have a fortune that hints that they're all going to die. Ahsoka's fortune, we know, doesn't necessarily mean death. Um, because Ahsoka is a betrayer. But um, Shizuka and Shalnark um, confused me because I don't remember how they got out of their problem. Uh, Unless we left to assume um, because Pakanoda. But Kurapika, Killua, Gon, and Leoria are starting to to set their plan uh, for what they're going to do to take out Pakanoda. Uh, gone is to come up with a distraction that only has to last one second. And of course, we were laughing about the distraction earlier. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, she stops it with her muscles. And he's not confident that he can do that. So he asks Kurapika to control him with his judgment chain, which is on his pinky finger, and the chain jail is on his middle finger. And, and he explains. Um, that the the judgment chain isn't specified to the spiders. Basically because, okay, in the event that I run up against someone that's stronger than I am and that could kill me, um, how do I save my own life? And he realized that, okay, let me solve it better. And the chain jail is the only thing that I can only use against the spiders. Whereas the judgment chain where I put the fear of God into someone. I can use that on anyone, as long as um, I'm in Scarlet Eyes mode, which isn't so much a restriction as a necessity, because without Scarlet Eyes mode, he can't cheat and use it at all. So... Yeah, well, I mean, once again, it's all about that whole entire, you know... Like, he's the only one that's capable of doing this. So he's got a benefit. He's got to have some sort of hack power. 
that allows him to do so. And again, he he like it's a it's a double edged thing. He may have been better off um, had he obviously not before they got picked up by Pakinoda and Machi, but had he gotten them on board from the moment it was possible because they could have planned this out a little bit better with more time. But like he says, you know, there's not a lot of room like to plan because these guys are so adept at, at Nenus. They've eluded the mafia for so long. They're obviously worth a ton of money, so they must be dangerous. And there's so many of them. You you have 11 people to contend with. I mean, what are the chances that you're going to get them alone? And they're not even sure how this is going to happen. We we have no idea at this point um, how we're going to separate Papanota from everyone else. Obviously, Gon has to come up with something. And we trust him to come up with something. But we don't know how the, this whole thing is going to work. But Killua seems confident that he can take her out. And once he takes her out... Um, he can carry out the rest of his plan with no problems because they still won't know his identity. However, his main problem is that the Hunter website is updating itself um, with Neon's bodyguards. And it's it's already added two of the new ones and we're to assume later on in this day it's going to add him. Um, I think things happen before they get to that point. But the rest of the spiders would have found out anyway, through process of elimination and literally process of elimination, because uh, we already see it starting with the dog guy whose name I don't remember. Because um, you know, once in a in a manga like this, as a supporting character, once the audience gets introduced to your lover, you're dead. Yep. So. I hope you liked him while he appeared because he's not going to be around for much longer. Dude, he was such a pussy from the very get-go, so yeah, he deserves he to die. He was always complaining about everything. and Yeah, he was just bitching about shit left and right, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. This is Rangers. This is ridiculous. I like my life. And instead he's just sitting there with dogs, chilling in a hotel room, ordering food service. Well, he didn't. I don't think he – did he order room service? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was his food. I mean, it's not like he. Obviously, if food shows up, I'll eat it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not even like it's free food. He still paid the tip, and it's gonna be charged to the room. Obviously. He knew the food was coming. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been like opening the door. He's not he that stupid. Said, no, but he like, wouldn't have said that the tip was under the door. Right. This is set in like the nineties, dude. People were opening doors. For free room service, I didn't order. Why not? I'm not paying for this hotel room. I don't care. No, I'm saying, but he wouldn't have had no, no, the tip no, under I, the door ahead of time. I understand that it that was okay. planned, but I mean, what are you talking about? This takes would, place in 2012. No, it doesn't. People would have opened. <laughs> the, <laughs> people would have opened the door regardless at that time because uh-huh. pre 9/11, and also he's oh god okay because that was taken into consideration yeah i'm sure it was also <laughs> and they're in new york come on yeah exactly like you don't have anything uh, to worry about like people aren't gonna dude, they're mug probably you. staying at what's that no one's gonna mug you in your hotel room that's not gonna happen i guess plus at the, uh, he's working for the, the mafia trade world center who's who's coming to attack him as as a mafia employee other than you know other members of the mafia 
I do. Like, he's staying at this hotel on his boss's dime. I would order all the room service in the world. And even if it came and I didn't order it, I'll still take it. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know that I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... And, and obviously, I mean, obviously, but this, this set of chapters also sets up for the collapse of the Nostrad clan. Um, Kuro mentions that her father got to where he is on the back of her fortune telling, and he, he says that there are a lot of people that resent that fact. But what we also have to remember is he stole that fortune telling ability, so once that becomes clear, our father is screwed. Yep. Or is he? Because we really don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just possibly possibly. Yeah. Who knows? I'll tell you who knows. Tagashi knows. Well, and people who've read ahead. I hope He's he being knows. A dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. So the other thing we get to see is uh, the bro moment with the uh, you know the Gon team, Kurapika. The Oreo, Killua, they're all like, yeah, we'll, we want to know your secret and blah, 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 and help. And Kurapika finally gives in because he realizes he's in over his head. If only he knew how much <laughs> yeah. more in uh, over his head that he actually is, but alas. Dude, it's not like he's not dealing. Like he should know, man. It's like it's the fucking spiders. It's the Phantom Troop. He's like they're not just infamous for the sake of infamy. Being infamous, like if you know Hisoka's part of this shit, share that kind of information. Be like, hey guys, it's Hisoka level people we're facing it up against. But see, the thing Do you really think we have a chance. The thing we had. Okay, I didn't realize there were coins in that. The thing we we had. Um, there was a parallel between. Um, Kilua and, and Kurapika in that they really didn't see any of the other people as friends. Like, it was all as far as I can use them. And he, he assessed them and he realized you know, they're not going to be that useful to me in um, getting my revenge. And even if they kind of were, what's the point? Like, if I get close to these people, I'm basically leading them to their deaths. So, I'm not going to do that. But Gon, of course, being the main character, is very persuasive. And a lot of the problem is, okay, Kurapika knows they're dangerous, right? They, mm-hmm. obviously, they killed off his clan. He was sort of a witness to that, even though he doesn't really know what they look like. Um, you're left with, basically, rumors and, and theories about how evil they really are. Nobody knows what their abilities are, because you assume that they killed everyone that saw them. And you get to meet your first guy from the spiders, and, and you sort of look out in that he's the big dumb, will fight to the death with my bare hands kind of guy. So mm-hmm. it doesn't require as much strategy. So you're probably feeling fairly confident coming off of that battle, even though the fact, the revelation that they're from Meteor City probably knocked a few pegs of that confidence down. Because now you realize, okay, they're strong and they're dangerous, but they're also ruthless and they they will stop at nothing to get you back once you've crossed them. But then we cut back to the spiders and it's like, they don't even care that that Ufo is dead. I mean, obviously, they're they're upset that some of their lives are in danger, but we know which five that is. Um, I guess they'll be more upset at the fact that the boss might die. Um, 
but only Nobunaga really is taking this to heart, and Nobunaga is one of the six people um, that are basically going into the city looking for this guy. Yeah, pretty much. So we're, we're really left to see um, where this is going to go. Um, Killer was trying to keep tabs on them, but as of right now, he can't. So Kurapika offers uh, his ace in the hole, Melody, to try and pinpoint where their hideout is among these ten dummy buildings that Kortobi has created um, mm-hmm. using his ability. And knowing their hideout will help them in terms of strategizing. But these six people that have left, um, including the most important person, kind of pose another sort of threat. Yeah. They will fuck your shit up. Exactly. Like, he doesn't even need all six of them. Just one. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's on his way to you right now. And you don't even know. Well, he's on his way to um, the dude in the hotel room. Because he Mm -hmm. has the eyes with him. Oh, okay. Um, Everyone else is on the move. But that guy, it's not going to be his lucky day. No. No, that dude's about to get his, his claw cleaned. Yes. He will have quite a dog day. Ah, uh, uh, I love <laughs> buns. Uh, I hate yes. you both. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is why I enjoy recording with you, Fox. Yeah, I'm uh, like, and that's the point of this podcast. Just waiting for that moment where we can come out and say that I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, like I said earlier, it's not like I don't do it or like try to get that kind of response from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for listening to episode 36. Uh, if you want to reach us, the. Did we get an email? Yeah, we kind of did. Um, oh, okay. With, I mean, the, the thing that oh, tricks us. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Uh, we asked you guys about the um, the ringtone for Hisoka, and uh, we got one response, which is called Tears. It was the song Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson. Yes. And we listened to it right before the podcast, and at first we thought it was kind of too upbeat for Hisoka, but then we listened to the lyrics, and then the lyrics are really sad and depressing. So I think it kind of does a good job of it. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, <laughs> it, the fact that it's it's a happy, upbeat song is like this song really strikes me as an upbeat sort of person who probably has like a dark past, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he had a happy family. I don't know. He's a result of his happy childhood, <laughs> like and boredom. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what happens when you're raised by two parents and everything goes right for you and you're overprivileged white male. You turn into this guy. Yeah. You should stop. American Japanese psycho. So, he's not even Japanese. But anyway. Um, oh, that's true. I keep forgetting. He's probably Hispanic. I know. Don't you hear that theme song in the anime? Clearly oh, Mexican. Yes. Soka's obviously <laughs> Mexican. If you've ever learned anything from a Capcom <laughs> game... <laughs> Is that you base all the character nationalities based on their background music? Yes. Yes. Yep. So this Mexican dude. I don't even. <laughs> why were we talking about Ahsoka? I don't even know. So Ahsoka is a Spaniard. Oh right, the the, the theme yep. song. Um, yes. I'm like, what did you forget already? Yes, I did actually. This is the lightest Spanish we have. So. Yes. 
it's the the juxtaposition of the the happy upbeat music with these terrible songs about the uh, terrible lyrics about the the saddest thing ever is tears on the face of a clown so of course Ahsoka has a teardrop <laughs> on his makeup I, I don't even know he was Lil Wayne before Lil Wayne um <laughs> so uh, thanks Trick for sending that in because uh we didn't have anything really. Um, I think Ricey also um, commented about how he didn't really comment anymore because without the the chapter updates, there was really nothing to discuss. I'm offended because you could discuss the quality of the podcast. That would be useful information. Yeah. <laughs> you could, like, you know, I don't know, tell us how awesome we are or how unawesome we are. And tell us about what's terrible. That's the most important thing. Like, we know we're awesome, but we need to know what we're not doing right. Other than no promotion, because clearly. I'll tell you what, once that, well, that I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that, like other uh, podcasts out there that have gotten their name out, they go to cons, they have contests, they uh, interact more with their fans, I guess, by giving them free stuff. I guess we could maybe start doing that, but then all of us are kind of poor, ish. <laughs> I don't know who you're calling poor. I'm sure you're not poor. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> it's like all of um, us are poor. It's like it's more like all of you guys are poor. No, I said us. I meant us. Uh, uh, <laughs> middle class bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when we were telling you the price of those con tickets, you started laughing at us and calling us commoners. Jeez. Yes, I did. But that's for between us. Other people don't have to know about that. So anyway, the email address is hxhpodcast at gmail.com and we do expect you to reply to us because it helps us feel better. Like, not like we're releasing this podcast into a void that none of us listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why it's like no one listens to this whatsoever. We started out with a good fan base and then Togashi fucked us over. (laughs) and then everybody said you know what i'm gonna stop listening or reading to this pot or anything with this podcast because there's no new content coming out i already know what's happening next well they introduced the show to people that don't watch the show and then have them listen to us because then we'll make new fans that way yeah totally yeah. will work so shout outs to ricey the like one of the you know og ssa AA listeners. Yeah, who accidentally trolled everyone at one point mm-hmm. because they thought he was being a dick. Like, no, yeah. I, I know these guys. It's not whatever. So <laughs> I was I was joking about the Naruto thing. So the website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com, twitter.com slash hxhpodcast, facebook.com slash hxhpodcast. Um, comment, review, rate on iTunes. All of that stuff would be useful. Uh, we would appreciate it greatly. Let's get those reviews in. Yeah. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. Please rate us. We would love you forever. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Sure. See you guys. Bye.
Yeah.